This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, Baruchem Abam, good evening everyone, Shalom Aleichem. We're continuing in Daf HaShavuah, we're learning Mesech Taksubais, Daf Nun. Mesech Taksubais, Daf Nun. The Gemara says, Amar Reb Ila, Ba'usha Hiskinu, Hamevazbeiz, Al Yevazbeiz Yosem Mechamesh. Reb said, in Usha, they made a takana, that one who gives extremely generously should not give more than a fifth. Should not give more than a fifth of his assets to the Aniyam. Lest he become poor. One who gives very generously should not give more than a fifth. Why? There's a story about someone who wanted to give more than a fifth. And his friend did not allow him. Umanu, who was his friend, Rabbi Shevav. Some said, Rabbi Shevav, Rabbi Shevav was the one who wanted to give more than a fifth. And his friend didn't let him. Umani, Rabbi Akiva. Who was his friend, Rabbi Akiva? Amar of Nachman, Rav Nachman said, Vitema Rav Yaakov, some say it was Rav Yaakov, Maikra, what Pasuk supports the practice of not giving more than a fifth? The Pasuk of, V'chol Asher Titenli, whatever you give, Aser A'asrenulach. I will, whatever you give me, Yaakov, you know, says, I will surely give you Maiser. So, but he doesn't say aasrenulach. He says aser aasrenulach. Two meisers, ten percent and then ten percent. That's twenty percent. So the Gemara asks, no, no, it's not. Ten percent and then ten percent is not twenty percent. Ten percent and then ten percent. Everybody knows is nineteen percent. If you have a hundred, you give ten percent. That's that's you gave t- um, you gave ten. Then if you take off the first ten percent. And uh, you're left with 90 and you give 10% on 90, then uh, you're only giving uh, another 9. So in total you've given 19%, not 20%. So you can't learn from Aser, Aser, and Olach, not to give more than a Chaymesh. You should learn from here, you shouldn't give more than 19%. Says Gemara, The first 10% is not similar to the second 10%. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi said, "Aasrenu labasra kikama." Aser aasrenu lach means I will match the second ten percent will match the first ten percent. He doesn't say aser aaser lach. Aasrenu means like the first one. The meiser shenu will be like the meiser rishain. Amar of Shimi Barashi. Rav Shimi Barashi says, so, so far we had three takanois in Usha. One takana was regarding supporting your children. One takana that a father should support his children. One takana was if someone gives all his money away, he maintains the right to be supported together with his wife. And the third takana was Hamavazbez Ayyavazbez Yosir Mechoymesh. Um Ushmuais says the Gemara Amr of Shimi Barashi Ushmula Ushmuais Halalu 
These teachings diminish and go. The Simanach, what does that mean they, they diminish and go? The first teaching was Amar Rabbi La in the name of Rish Lakish, the name of Rabbi Yoisi Bachanina. The second one was Rabbi La in the name of Rish Lakish. And the third one was just Rabbi La. So the first one was Rabbi La, name Rabbi Shlakish, name Rabbi Yisrochanin. The second one was Rabbi La, name Rabbi Shlakish. And the third one was just Rabbi La. So as the teaching progressed, less and less Amoram were associated with teaching it. The Simanech, the Simon to remember them, Katanim, the first a tradition was regarding supporting young children. Kisvu, someone who writes all of his assets to his children, maintains the right to be supported. Ubizbazu, and giving tzedakah generously. Amr Rav Yitzchak. Rav Yitzchak said, Be'usha Hizkinu. In Usha they made a takana, She'yihei Adam is galgel in benoi ad shteim esreishana. Another takana in Usha. In Usha they made a takana, a person should roll with his son. Patiently until 12 years old. From then and on, you should um, descend into his life to reprimand him with physical force, with the strap, and by uh, taking away sustenance. Says Gemara, any, but it's not so. Rav said to Rav Shmuel Bar Shilas that Batsir. Mi barshis to kabel. Don't accept a kid less than six. Barshis kabel, but at six, accept him. Vesafile katura and stuff him like an ox. So we see that you're supposed to start enforcing and forcing and using coercion to teach a child at already the age of six, not to wait till the age of twelve. Because it says after six, you accept him and you stuff him like an ox. It says Gemara in yes, You stuff him like an ox. But you don't make him miserable. You don't go down into his life until twelve years old. So in other words, you're going to stuff him at six, but you'll but you're not going to force it. You're going to give him a lot of information, but you're not going to enforce it physically until age twelve. Or if you want, you could say, no, there aren't two levels of forcing. It's just that, you start forcing Chumash at age 6 and start forcing Mishnah at age 12. Who is an orphan said, My mother, in other words, my my wet nurse told me, at 6 years old you start forcing Chumash. And Bar Eser le Mishnah, at 10 you start Mishnah gently, and the Toysus explains, and at 12 you start forcing it. Bar Eser le Mishnah, Bar Tleisa le Tanisa, at the beginning of the 13th year, meaning at 12 years old. You start allowing the child. You the child has to fast a full day. May twenty four hours. 
and a girl at 12, meaning at 11. These two last ages are different than the first ages mentioned in the Brisa. 13 by the boy... means 12, and 12 by the girl means 11. That's what Toysus points out. Amar Abaye, Abaye said, Amar my mother told me, my wet nurse told me, Hi Barshis, this six-year-old, the Tarkaleak Rabba, that gets bitten by a scorpion, on the day that he completes six years, Loichai will not live. If he has the good fortune to be bitten by a scorpion on the day that he turns six, the kid will not live. Mayasu say, what is his remedy? Mirarsa the bile, the diachivarasa of a white vulture, b'shichra in beer, neshafye, you rub it into him, v'nashke, and he drinks it. Hai barshasa, one-year-old, the tarakli zibura, that gets bitten by a, stung by a bee. On the day that he turns one, Loichai will not live. Mayas who say, what is his remedy? Atzvasa de Dikla, the bran of a date palm, Bimaya in water, Nishafia, you rub it, Vinashke, and he drinks it. Okay. Amar of Ketina, of Ketina said, Anyone who brings his kid to the yeshiva less than six, you'll run after him, but you won't reach him. Meaning, you could try to keep him healthy, you won't be able to. You've hurt him already. The reason why a boy could only fast a year after a girl is because boys are weaker, because they're weakened by learning Torah. Torah is mateshes kaycha shaladam. So you have to be careful that you don't bring a child to learning too early. If you bring a child to learning too early, you could run after the kid to keep him healthy his whole life. You'll never be able to preserve his health. Ikeda Amri, some say, His friends will try to keep up with him. In learning, they won't be able to. They're both true. Chalish, the kid will be weak because he started learning too early. Vigamir, but he'll be knowledgeable because he started learning early. So it's not physically healthy, although it might give him a head start in his learning. Iboy Seima depends If he's weak, then you'll spend your whole life trying to keep him healthy, you won't be able to. If he's healthy, you'll spend your whole life, um, then his friends will try to keep up with him, and they won't be able to. Amr Rabbi Yosi Bar Chanina. Rabbi Yosi Bar a woman who sold her nechsemilug. Nechsemilug is property she brings into the marriage. She owns the principal, and the husband's allowed to eat the pay rice. What if the woman sold it in her husband's lifetime? If she were to die, then the husband should lose it for good, because after all, she's the owner. Maybe he has rights to the fruits even when it's sold, but she owns the the guf. She owns the the Karen, she should be able to sell it, and if she dies, he loses any claim to it. No, in Usha they made a takana, that if a woman sells her nukhse milug in her husband's life, and she dies, habal moitzi al kuchais, the husband takes it out of the hands of the buyers.
Why? Because we're going to treat the husband like a buyer in, in his wife's assets. And his purchase then preceded theirs. So if a woman sells it and she dies, the husband could take it out of the hands of the purchaser. Ashkechei Rav Yitzchak Bar Yosef Rebavo. Rav Yitzchak Bar Yosef found Rav Yavo to have a kai b'chlusa He was standing among the ga- people who gathered in Usha. Amar he said to him, Man mora d'shmaisa d'usha. Who is the master of this teaching in Usha that if a woman sells her nechsei milug and she dies, the husband could take it out of their rishos? Amar So, this is um, this is what Rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef asked Rabbi Avo. Amar Rabbi Avo said back, Rabbi Yosef Bar Chanin. Rabbi Yosef Bar Chanin is the master of this teaching. This is what Rabbi Avo said to Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef. He then studied this 40 times. Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef studied from Rabbi Avo that Rabbi Yosef Bar Chanina was the master of this teaching. The Domile, and it was similar to him, commanded Manchale Bekiste, as if it was put in his pocket. After he learned it 40 times, he had it in his back pocket. We're now going to Darshan the Pasuk. The Pasuk is Ashrei Perk Tehillim and Kovav. Ashrei Shoimrei Mishpat. Fortunate are those who guard justice. Oisei Tzedakah B'chalais. Who perform charity at all times. Says Gemara, V'chiyav Shalas Tzedakah B'chalais. Is it possible to do charity 24 hours a day? Darshu Rabbi Seinush Yavna. The rabbis of Yavna expounded, V'amrilo Rabbi Lezer. Some say it was Rabbi Lezer. You know who does Tzedakah at all times? Someone who supports their children. Someone who goes to work and makes a living and supporting his children, so he's always doing tzedakah like the Gemara said in Testament Bays, that if somebody doesn't want to support their children, we force them to, like um, Rav Nassim Bar Abba was forced to give tzedakah. Zehazan Banov of Noisov this is someone who supports his sons and daughters when they're young. Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmini Yomer, Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmini says, Zeh HaMagadol Yosayim V'Yisayim HaBetech Beisoy. This is someone who raises an orphan boy or a girl in his house. He's always doing tzedakah. Umasiyan, and he marries them. He marries them off. What do we do with the Pasuk? Hoin V'Oysher B'Veisoy V'Tzidkasoy O'Meda Sa'ad. Wealth and resources in his house but His righteousness stands forever. How do we interpret this Pasuk that a person will always have money and yet be able to have eternal righteousness? Rav Huna Rav Chizda. is Rav Huna Rav Chizda. One says, this is someone who learns Torah and teaches it to others. So he'll have wealth in his packet, he'll know Torah, but his righteousness will be forever because he's giving it over. The Chadamer, one opinion holds, Zeh HaKoysev Toira Neviim Uksuvim. That is someone who writes Tanakh, Umashilan La'acherim, and he lends it out to others. So he maintains ownership of these holy scriptures, but he has eternal righteousness because he lends it out to others. Ure'e Vanim Levanechasham al Yisrael. You will see sons to your children, peace unto Israel. 
If you see sons to your sons, there's peace unto Israel. Why? Because now your kids won't have to go through Chalitza and Yibam, and won't go through the embarrassment of Chalitza, where the sister-in-law embarrasses the Yavam, and Yibam also could get a little sticky. If your sons have sons, Shalom al Dayone Yisrael. They'll build peace unto Jewish judges. There'll be no fighting. Because if your children have children, if they didn't have children and your children would die, then there would be all kinds of disputes who would inherit your children? Who are your children's closest relatives? But now that they have children, so the situation is avoided. Shalom al Yisrael. Okay, we'll pick it up over here, Beis Hashem, tomorrow. Um, not tomorrow night, Thursday night. Thursday night, Dafnun Amud Beis. Thank you very much, everyone. Bracha v'atzlacha. Just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.